Welcome to the How to Code Well podcast, a show all about web development and programming. My name is Peter Fisher. I am a freelance web and mobile applications developer. Hello, coders. Welcome to another How to Code Well podcast. On today's show, we have Carl Cook, who is a fellow YouTuber. His YouTube channel is Web Dev Simplified. Hi, Kyle. How's it going? Hey, it's going really good. Yeah, Thank you, you for having me. No worries. No worries. You had a good week? Yeah, it's been. I'm glad it's Friday. So, you know, <laughs> that's the best part of the week. So, you have a YouTube channel called Web Dev Simplified. And you also would like to talk about some soft skills as well. We'll get into those uh, later on. But let's just talk about yourself and how you actually got into the industry. Okay. Yeah. So I originally started back in high school. Mm -hmm. Senior year, I was dead set to become a mechanical engineer. So I was taking a robotics class, actually, Mm -hmm. which was really cool at the time. And then that's where I first got introduced to programming because we had to program the robot. And I was like, wow, this programming thing's really cool. I really like this. So I immediately switched majors before I started going to school. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do computer engineering instead of mechanical engineering. And I went through four years of computer engineering at the school. Uh And I spent a lot of time when I was there teaching myself web development because that's what I really found my passion for when I was in school. And they didn't really teach many classes about it. So that's kind of where I started is just looking online on YouTube mostly learning web development as much as I could in the small amount of time I had. Okay. So, and, so you, you got a background in, in, in robotics. Uh, one class in high school. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Not much of a background. But, but that, that was the thing that drove you into the, in, you know, actually grabbed you about this industry, about the, yeah, co- definitely. the coding. And what, can I ask what kind of coding you were doing for the robots? It was very simple. There was a a chip, essentially, like a, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like basic something. It wasn't like visual basic, but it was specific to that chipset. And it was meant to teach people that didn't know how to program programming. So it was very basic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. When I ask people, how did they get into the industry? I I have no idea what they're going to come back with. But saying that you've done something with robots is like awesome. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, awesome. It was an underwater robotics class. It was really fun. An underwater robotics class. Wow. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> wow. Um, and was there anything else after that as well that helped you in? Or as soon as you did that, was that was that the thing that, that just grabbed you and brought you into the industry? Or was there any other sort of programming background that you had? That was what really was, got me started it? in it. And yeah. then my freshman year class, I had a really good teacher for my like intro to programming class. Right. And I just found it fascinating. I couldn't just like, I just wanted to program and program and program all day long at, during that first year slash semester. So that really got me hooked so, after I went to college. So yeah, you were hooked. You were hooked. Awesome. And can I ask how, how long you've been a programmer since then? Yeah. So I graduated almost two years ago. Right. So about two years. And uh, I've been working as a programmer for about four, four to five years now. Four to five years. And yeah. what, what, what kind of, um, what, what industry are you in with programming? What, what is it that, that you, you build on a day-to-day basis? It's definitely web development. Web, so yeah. I did web development all five of those years, actually. So mm-hmm. yeah, right now I do consulting web development for an agency. Okay. And is that, is that like primary uh, front end, back end or full stack? It's full stack, full kind stack. of a combination of the two. Awesome. Probably a little bit heavier on the back end side, I'd say, though. Fair enough. And uh, what kind of languages do you do you play with? 
mostly Ruby on Rails and then oh, JavaScript right. stuff for the front end. Nice. I haven't played with Ruby for a very long time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So you've got the channel Web Dev Simplified. How long have you had that channel for? I'm coming up on a year here really soon in oh, June. The very June. beginning of June, end of May will be one year. So it's awesome. pretty amazing. Yeah. And and how how have you found that? How have you found, you know, producing content, pushing content out, putting your name out there? How have you found that? Yeah. So at the beginning, it was a, a struggle just to get the willpower to make the first few videos because they, they took so much longer back then. And I was really inconsistent. But as I started growing and really getting more used to doing it, it's become really fun. It's something I really look forward to because I have specific days that I record on. So I really look forward to those days yeah. and getting to record those videos. Awesome. Awesome. And so let, let's talk about the, let's talk about the channel. What is the channel actually about? What is it that you, you do on that channel? So my focus on the channel is to teach mainly web development. That's really what I focus on. And I focus mostly on trying to teach people that either have absolutely no experience in web development mm -hmm. or people that maybe do have some experience, but lack maybe the fundamentals or like the basic knowledge okay. of these things. Cause I feel a lot of videos or classes, they skip over that fundamentals and just say, here's how you do it. Yes. So I try to focus more on the, here's why you do it and yeah. how it works. So I've seen a couple of your videos. I'm very impressed with how you've, how you, how you do them, how you set them up, how you actually structure them as well, which is, which is very good. Uh, you don't just suddenly dive into anything. You explain how, how, it, you know, how things should be and you explain what you're going to do before you do it, which is very well and very, you know, it's, it kind of grounds the student, I think, um, rather than just rush, rush, rush and, you know, I'm going to build something, but I'm, I only know sort of half of what I've actually been taught because the teacher has rushed into it too much. So yeah, I really like it. Um, what kind of, what kind of, uh, languages on that do you teach? So I've been focusing on HTML, CSS, JavaScript for the most part, but I want to expand past that after I get kind of the basics of those mm -hmm. down. I want my channel to get to a point where someone could watch my videos and have a basic understanding of both front end and backend development, which yeah. I'm getting fairly close on the backend side. Okay. And then from there, I want to expand to other languages, probably yeah. Ruby on Rails, because that's what I deal with most of the time at work. So that's pretty cool. So um, how, I mean, how long have you been doing Ruby for? Um, did you do that at college as well? Or is this, did you just jump into the industry as a Ruby developer? How did you? Yeah, so... How'd yeah, I jumped straight in at what? my job. They were like, hey, we do Ruby on Rails mostly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know anything. So for my like interview project, I just went on to the Ruby on Rails website and just like walked through their guide to okay. try to figure it all out before the interview. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's, um, yeah, you dive right into the deep end. That's pretty cool. So, um, going back to your, going back to the web dev simplified channel, how many videos do you have at the moment? Do you, do you know a kind of a rough estimate as to how, what, how many tutorials, uh, you have? Yeah, I think I have somewhere around 60 to 70. I'm not 100% sure on the number, but last time I checked, it was around 60 to 70. So Hey, 60 yeah. to 70 videos in a year is really good. It's really, really good. What What is your upload schedule like? Yeah, I try to upload twice a week, usually Thursdays and Saturdays at 7 a.m. in Central Standard Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's um. So that... But yeah, that would be 60 to 70. That's quite a, I mean, as a, as someone who does it myself, I know how much work is involved in doing it and also seeing the quality of your videos as well. I, I, I know what, what it must be like in the, you know, in the post-production as well as the scripting of these things as well. Cause there's a lot of sort of planning that goes involved. Do you have like a, 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 a sort of a, a schedule, if you will, do you know what you're going to be doing in the next sort of few episodes, um, on the channel? 
or is it very sort of ad hoc and, and you know, you, you find something that you want to teach uh, because it interests you at that particular time? I'd say it's definitely a combination of the two. I have like a, a list of all potential video ideas and I kind of have my favorite ideas towards the top of the list. And then as things come to me, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to make a video on this today. This sounds awesome. Yeah. So it really kind of is a combination of the two. I'm really just trying to build my channel to a point where like, if I want to talk about something I'm in a previous video, maybe if I want to use something, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a video on that instead of just using it. Well, I'll certainly link to the channel in the show notes as well as on the end screens. And there's a beer card thing up here. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so do, do go and check out web dev simplified, but let's now talk a little bit about the soft skills. Um, because you, when, when, uh, we got in touch with each other, you said that you were, you were into your soft skills. Um, so I, I just want to pick that apart a little bit, um, because it's something that I, I haven't necessarily talked about in great depth on my channel. Um, so why do you think soft skills are important for developers? Well, I think my example of earlier where I went and got that Ruby on Rails job with no Ruby on Rails experience, mm. I didn't get that job because I was a good developer because I had no idea how to use Ruby on Rails, but I got that job because I was able to prevent present myself in a very well-mannered way and able to talk to people because I feel a lot of people when they are hiring someone, they want to hire someone they're going to have fun working with right. and not necessarily the best developer available. Yeah. So if you are enjoyable to be around, even if you're not the best developer, you're more likely to get hired that way. Okay. So let, let, I, I totally agree with you on that, but let's just take a step back. Can you, can you explain what soft skills are to anybody uh, yes. who, who doesn't yeah, know good what, <laughs> what, what the difference is between perhaps a hard skill and a soft skill is? Yeah. So hard skills are kind of the skills that you think of when you think of a developer, being able to program well, being able to problem solve well, all of the technical skills mm. is what you'd wrap up in the hard skills section. Right. So and soft skills yeah. is all the stuff that is not technical. So communication, how you present yourself, confidence, like how you view yourself. So like your self-esteem and stuff, all of that is soft skills. Mm. Mm. Okay. So yeah, confidence is it's is, is kind of finding the balance, right? It's kind of finding the balance between being overconfident and sort of underconfident. And yeah, like you said, the, the way you present yourself, the way you, you um, appear to others. And it's the thing is, and I'm going to go back to your example where you, um, you started out as a Ruby de developer. Uh, you didn't know any Ruby at that time. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. None at all. None at all. So, you could have gone into into two different ways. You could have appeared to be overconfident to prove yourself that you were worthy to be there, or you could have regressed back and been underconfident and shy. And I think, I think from my experience, um, certainly, I, I think I was the latter. I was kind of like um, I was overconfident. I think at college and underconfident when I first started is that, is that, uh, it doesn't sound like that was the same story for you though. It sounds like you found that balance and, and you hit the nail right on the head. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. I'd say confidence is a very fine line. I usually try to trend more towards the being overconfident than right. underconfident. Cause I'd rather appear like I know what I'm talking about <laughs> rather than not appear like I know what I'm talking about, even yeah. if I do. Yeah. So I try to lean more towards the overconfident side, but don't ever, try to convince people, you know, what you don't like when I applied for this job, I was very open that I didn't know Ruby at all, but mm. I was confident mm. I could learn it, mm. which is kind of where that confidence comes in. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I, I think that, um, 
Uh, I think I think that some people do struggle though, where they are in a particular setting where everybody around them knows more than they do, and and that becomes more of a pressure. They kind of overthink the 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 issues, um, and I think just talking from my experience when when I started out many decades ago, it was kind of like um, sort of like I wasn't I was going to ask stupid questions all the time, and I, I found that to be a, a, a bit of a uh, an issue, a bit of a problem. It wasn't at all. You know, everybody liked to be asked questions. Um, it showed that you cared, but I thought that it would be a negative reflection on my sort of my expertise, my, my skill set, which to be honest, when I started out, I didn't really have much. So, and that's the same with everyone, but you kind of, because you've got that position, you kind of think that you must know X and you must know Y, but in your case, you're a Ruby developer for the first time in the Ruby industry, which is pretty awesome. You must have been very nervous. Is that is that the case? <laughs> yes, very, very nervous, especially because it's a smaller company. So yeah. the, I sat right next to the person that owned the company. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I really don't want to mess up because this guy knows his stuff. So wow. it was okay. very nerve wracking for the first couple of months for yeah. sure. But yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, like you said, asking questions is the best thing you can do because being surrounded by people smarter than you is the best place you can be. So I personally think, and I don't know your, your opinion on this, but I personally think that uh, developers um, uh, usually lack soft skills compared to other industries. Is that something that, you're, that, you, that you think as well? Yeah, no, definitely. I think part of this problem, yeah, developers definitely lack soft skills, but it's because our industry doesn't really necessarily promote soft skills like mm -hmm. in day-to-day -day mm -hmm. development you don't go out and use your soft skills. But if you're like a business person or a marketer or a salesperson, your entire job result revolves around soft skills. But as a developer, your job revolves around how good you are at developing. Yeah. So you don't get to practice those soft skills while you're at work compared yeah. to other people and in other industries. And of course, soft skills isn't just about, um, you know, uh, confidence and, and the way you present yourself. It's also the way you communicate as well, I think. Um, some of the developers that I've, uh, I've, I know, uh, or I've been, I've worked with in the past, um, they perhaps haven't conducted themselves and me, I'll put my hand up and say this as well. Haven't conducted ourselves in the most professional manner, uh, to perhaps someone who isn't in this industry, uh, who touches upon the industry. Right. So, uh, sort of like answering a question to a non-technical person in a technical way is not a good idea. Um, but when we are in the mindset of being technical and we get asked something non-technical, it's very difficult to shift between the two. And it's something that I have sort of grown to to uh, to learn and, and, and deal with. It's kind of assessing the situation whilst the situation is happening. Uh, is that something that you you've, have experience with or concur with? Yeah, no, definitely. It's like, since my job is mostly doing consulting work for people that are non-technical, yeah. I find that having to translate technical communication to non-technical people is one of the hardest but most important skills of most developers because 99% of the people you interact with are not other developers. Yeah. They're either like business people, project managers, or customers. Mm. And you need to be able to confer what you're doing in a way that makes sense to them, just like a doctor is going to confer to you all the medical knowledge that they have without confusing you. Yes, yeah, a really good, that's a really good uh, sort of analogy there. It's, it is, it is, you're, you're, you are a hundred percent correct there. It is like a doctor describing your condition in a way that isn't, 
you don't want to necessarily come across as um, patronizing. You don't want to come across as someone who is re- holding back, retaining information. Uh, and you don't want to come across as someone who is scaring the other person as well. Um, so yeah, it's a very, it's a very fine line to, to walk. Um, do you, how do you think that we as developers could improve our soft skills? I think for communication in particular, one of the best things you can do is remove as many acronyms from your communication as possible, because okay. while you may have an acronym that makes a lot of sense to you or an abbreviation, a non-technical person is not going to know that nearly as well. Even if you just say JavaScript, they don't know what JavaScript is potentially. So saying that it you know, is maybe making the interactivity of the website makes a lot more sense than JavaScript. Yeah, that's a really good point. That is a really, really good point. So you're you're removing the jargon, you're removing the complexity from the off. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I as a freelancer, it's it's something that I've found that you know clients don't necessarily care about the code that you write the thing in. So you could call it whatever you want, and it'll still be the same thing. Um, yeah, so. Do you think that soft skills should be taught more? Is this is this the direction that you would like to, to see the industry going into? Yeah, I think it's a hard skill to teach, but I think it's something that needs to be practiced more, maybe more so than taught, because it's hard to teach someone confidence or communication right. without them just going out there and making themselves vulnerable and trying to communicate. So I think putting people into positions where they have to practice and learn soft skills is probably the best situation we can do rather than telling people this is what you need to do just make them do it that's a that's a very good point that is a very very good point uh, when do you think these um, uh, new developers or developers existing should be taught this or- I think honestly it can be as soon as possible really like as soon as the person that's working is comfortable enough in the environment to be able to understand it and explain it to other people I think they should have the opportunity to be presented with these soft skill scenarios. Maybe if they're meeting with a customer, maybe have them go along with a more senior developer mm-hmm. and just kind of take a bad seat, almost just kind of take notes and observe how the communication happens and do that a few times and then maybe just let them lead the next one and see how it goes. So are you talking like a, a shadow process where a junior developer is shadowing a senior developer in that kind of meeting environment? Is, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, definitely. I kind of did that when I was working at my job. I would go with my boss to the meetings that we had because he was working on the project as well. Mm. So I would go there and he did most of the communication. I just kind of sat back and Mm. I would chime in a few times, but I really got to observe like all the soft skills that he had learned through his experience and really just take it in and be able to imply it later when I took over the project. Do you think though that there could be any scope for this skill to be addressed at perhaps a college level? or university level? Does it have to just be at the professional level? Yeah, I definitely think, I know when I went to college, I had to take a couple communication classes. Actually, the computer engineering, specifically that engineering major, had to take more communication classes than any of the other engineers at my college, which I think was really important because we did oral and written communication, which really just kind of put you out there and had to make you learn these soft skills. Do you you have any um, experience where uh, you had or perhaps maybe not yourself but something that you were aware of where something in the soft skill just wasn't wasn't quite right and wasn't the the situation wasn't handled well have you got any experience with that any any sort of thing that any advice if 
for anyone listening or watching um, of that experience, perhaps? Yeah, I guess probably one of the most common experiences I see is in the communication with a non-technical person and from the technical standpoint yeah, yeah. is just ask the person questions if they seem confused because most likely you're confused by what they're saying because it doesn't really make sense with your technical mindset. Mm. So just pick their brain and constantly ask questions right. because like the customer usually doesn't know exactly what they want. Just like when you go to the doctor, you don't know what you should be prescribed. Mm. So the doctor just asks you questions until they figure out what you actually want. And you kind of need to do the same thing. I noticed too many times developers will talk to the customer the customer will say, Hey, we want this. Mm. And then they'll just do it blindly without actually considering if that's actually what's the best fit. And there's danger there, isn't there, of making assumptions as to what the, the client wants to happen. And there's also a danger where because the communication has failed, the client also assumes that the developer is going to do something. And because that hasn't actually been properly defined, um, that doesn't go ahead. Yeah, I've had that sort of experience before. Um, okay, so is there anything else, any other angles of soft skills that um, that you want to pull apart in, in today's show? Uh, I don't think so, actually. I mean, the, really, the main pillars are communication and then confidence. I think those are the two most important things you can teach yourself when it comes to soft skills. And I think we've covered those fairly well. Cool, cool. Okay, well... Um, is there is there anything else that you wish to talk about in terms of Web Dev Simplified, in terms of your channel, in terms of your background as well? Is there anything you want to talk about more on, on the show? Uh, I guess one thing I want to say yeah. for my channel is starting sometime next month, hopefully, I have a full back-end course that I'm going to be releasing on my channel. I'm working on recording the videos now, so it's a slow process, but sometime next month, hopefully in March, I'm going to have that released. So yeah. check that out if you'd be interested in that. I have a front end course, so I really want to complement it with this back end course as well. No worries. No worries. And I'll link, I'll link, like I said, every, before I'll link everything to, down in the show notes before, uh, below as well as, um, on the screen here as well. But that's uh, fantastic, Carl. Thank you ever so much for coming on the show. Um, and, uh, I, I wish you luck with your YouTube channel and, um, happy birthday when it gets to June. <laughs> yeah thank you very much no worries no worries and thank you ever so much everyone for either watching on youtube or on the podcast listening on the podcast um if you fancy being on the show then do get in touch but happy coding everyone i'll see you soon cheers bye